0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favorite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, be NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refunds. Subscription auto renews. What a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin. Burnley will win the next ball. It's Sorori now. Gone the outside, he's... Oh! Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell, saved by the keeper! Yes! Yes! Burnley yes! for what it's That is magnificent! They deserve that! On it by Philip Matella, off for a hat trick! He's got it! Hat trick for Nathan Teller! Oh, he's on fire at Can he go on the outside, comes inside, and a shot, and a goal, Manuel Benson once more, that is top class, Burnley have done it, fantastic, The Clarice deserve the championship title, they've been the best side throughout the campaign, Burnley have won the second tier, what a fantastic achievement, the players have been magnificent. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Lord Down On here on the Turfcast podcast YouTube channel and the Turfcast podcast. Um, And, of course, if we're doing another episode of The Lord Down On, that means another signing is through the door. Nathan Redmond has been confirmed. He is now a Burnley player. It's another one that's taken a while, though, hasn't it? I mean, the Zaki Amduni one came out of nowhere and then it was announced. But we've known about Trafford and we've known about Redmond for ages and they just took quite a while to get over the line. But it's done. It's over the line now. Um, And, of course, happy to see my cousin join the club. He's obviously not really my cousin, but I am going to run with that joke for the entirety of his Burnley contract, so get used to it now because I am going to be running with it. Um, I always wanted to see Redmond on the back of a Burnley shirt and finally that dream has come true. It's just just a shame it has to be somebody else and not me. Um, But yes, of course, we always like to get the law down on the new signings when they come in because we might not know too much about them. It's a little bit different in the case of Nathan Redmond, isn't it? Because obviously he's been in the Premier League for quite a while. It's not another Zeki Amduni or Anna Sorori or somebody like that who we don't know anything about. We do know quite a bit about Nathan Redmond already, normally because he sticks the ball in the back of the net against us or he grabs an assist against us. He's done that quite a few times for Southampton down the years. Um, now, obviously, I'm aware he we haven't got him off Southampton. I'm aware he spent the last year at Besiktas, um, but he, he played, I've got it up on my screen here, um, quite a lot of games for Southampton, 195 games for Southampton from the years of 2016 to 2022. So Southampton fans will know a lot about him. So I have got a Southampton fan on the podcast and I'm happy to introduce Martin Sanders from the Southampton Way. How you doing, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thank you.
0: Yeah, great news, mate. Great news. So we've got another signing through the door. But I am I know I've mm. just bigged up Nathan Redmond, but I want to get I want to get something out of the way first before we chat about Redmond. It's another yeah. Nathan. It's Nathan Teller. Mr. Can Teller. we have him please? Can we have him please? It, it, it's it's <laughs> it's splitting not splitting the fan base. I think most fans would want him, but a lot of fans and i saying, oh, no, well, we don't really need him. We don't really need him. He was our leading goal scorer last year. He was fantastic. My little boy's got stickers of him on his on his bed frame. You know, I ain't, I ain't had the guts to tell him that he don't play for us anymore. Mm. Um so can we have him back, please? So at least I don't have to tell my little five-year-old boy that, you know, he's not coming back.
1: I know, Nathan Teller, what a player, by the way. Um, <sighs> we're delighted to have him back. I think any Southampton fan really wants Nathan Teller at this football club next season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we we as fans don't want to see him go. We saw what he did when he when he when he came come down to the championship and played with you guys last year. Mm. Instrumental in your promotion, um, the goals he scored. And I wasn't shocked by his performances. I've got to be honest. I just think he was a player that needed a run of games. Under a yeah. great manager of Vincent Company. he just needed consistency. Something he's never been able to get at They've Under Hasenhut, we never give him a run of games where he played consecutive games in the same position. You guys did that and you got the best out of him. It's all going to come down to to the transfer. Of lumping big transfer mm. fees on their players.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, you are in a position now where you don't need to sell.
1: Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're, they're wealthy owners, Sport Republic. And yeah, they wanna they wanna hold on to their key assets. Um he's one of, of them. Course. Unless unless the you know the transfer fees right. It's the same with Tino Levement, James Bull Prout and Romario Lavia. They're they're the key players along with Teller that would fetch the most money. But um yeah, it would all come down to transfer fees, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it's one that's going to rumble on till the end of the window. Um, I just want to say, like, how great you sound, by the way. That microphone must—it's absolute beauty. We have had a couple of yeah. comments recently because I—I was upstairs in the office, uh, but mm. now I've had to come downstairs into the kitchen, and I was—I hadn't even bothered bringing my microphone down. But I've had a mm. few comments recently, like the sound quality is not good enough. So everybody,
1: yeah, a Rode microphone. This is just a Rode microphone. It's a, just a decent one. It was a you know one hundred fifty quid, but it gives a good sound and.
0: I spend excellent so sound. much time
1: doing Southampton podcasts, and I also have the pleasure of doing a podcast with my boss, As- Asmir Begovic. He's got his own brand, and we speak to goalkeepers and footballers on a on a sort of like a summer series. So I got to got have a good microphone.
0: Yeah, excellent. Well, mine 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 was about eighty quid, so I think that's why yours sounds probably about the double better than mine. But yeah, fantastic. Anyway, enough podcast geeking, enough Nathan Teller fanboying. Let's get in. <laughs> To the Nathan Redmond chat. So obviously, like I said, we, we know what type of player he is. That he's a wide midfielder, a winger. But what sort of midfielder is he like? He, is he still the type of player that he was? Because it's weird with Nathan Redmond, isn't it? Because I, I, I when, when we were lit with him, it's oh, a bit old now, isn't he? And I checked; he was twenty nine. Couldn't believe it. Twenty nine. He's been around for a long time. Don't help that he don't look twenty nine. He, he does. look more thirty nine. Um. But yeah, in his last year at Southampton, obviously not the season, just gone the season before. Was he still pacing? Was he still making runs? Was he still getting a lot of goals and assists? What type of player is he these days? He got
1: a little bit inconsistent near the back end of his bow with us. And that's probably why why he went. But I really liked Nathan Remen. I thought he was a, a really decent player. Quite versatile to play in behind, sort of like the strikers, really. um, Hassan Hoot would always play quite a narrow formation. So he'd never play wide. He'd play quite narrow. Hmm. he had a, a lovely right foot on him. He'd come in off the left and, and link-up play, especially under the period of time with Danny Ings. He's a great little link-up player. Um, creates a lot of chances. He doesn't score tons of goals. Like in his first season with us, he scored seven goals, scored in his debut against Watford. And he looked the real deal. Um, come in for 10 million, 2016 that was. Hmm. So it seems like a lifetime ago, to be honest. But yeah, he a got a bit of pace about him, but he's... a He's usually tidy with the ball. Doesn't give the ball away huge amounts, but he's good with the link-up.
0: You mentioned that pace there. Obviously, I, I always think of Nathan Redmond as, as being, you know, quite nippy. Not the fastest player in the Premier League, but quite nippy, and will leave certain defenders for dead. Um, does, did he still have that pace when he left? Because uh, it's weird. Uh, it's weird having this conversation about him because, like I said, he feels older than what he is. But when he left, you, it was twenty-eight. He's still twenty-nine mm. now. Like, is, is he still quite pacy? He's still got a bit of pace
1: about him. And he scored two goals in his final season with us. Um, the beauty was the goal that he scored against Liverpool late on in that season is his last ever goal for us. If you see it on on YouTube, it was a brilliant, brilliant goal. Probably one of yeah. his best Southampton goals, to be fair. He's pretty famous down here for the goal that he scored against Portsmouth in the in the FA Cup. He scored our fourth goal that day. Again, two goals, those classic Nathan Redmond. coming in, dribbling, he drives at goal. He likes to go at goal. And if he can get a shot away, he's got a really, really tidy right foot on him. And and he, he he's yeah. that. yeah, he can score goals, he just doesn't score loads of goals.
0: You mentioned there though, it it does provide a, a assist, he does create chances. Is that is that his main strength, do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. for, for me, like is he would he'd would set more up and bring people into play a lot more than than he would score goals. Quite got quite a good vision as well. He looked, he'd find decent passes in behind, especially if he got a a striker that's going to go in behind. Like like I said, a short while ago, he just used to link with Danny Ings really well. They're a great mm. little combination in the side. When he was really consistent for us, he had a really good season, sort of his third season with us. His fans player of the year, players player of the year. I mean, he was pretty instrumental that season in keeping us up five points from from getting relegated that year. We were pretty close to going down in it. He, he was a bit of a leader, to be fair, um, Redders, and I think he's good around the dressing room. And he definitely pulled things together for us, no doubt about it. That season, he was really, really important.
0: It's weird that I just—I just heard you call him Redders. Some friends, so, uh, some place <laughs> down down the years, have called me Redders or oh, Big Redders. Shout out Petty if you're listening. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like I said, it 29. Um, a lot of fans have commented saying, "Oh, we don't want to sign Townsend. We don't want to sign Redmond because he's over the hill." Mm. Um, do you do you agree with that, or do you still think he's he's got some? that football in him at a high level.
1: Oh mate, he's got, it'd be a great asset for you. It'd be a great asset. He probably won't be a starter every week, will he? But he'd be a great, great addition to your squad, really. Premier League experience, understands the Premier League. He'd be up with the pace of the game pretty quickly. It um, yeah. looks like you said at the top of the show, he looks a lot older than what he actually is, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He does. He's still relatively young in, in terms of, of a footballer, you know, if, If you compare him to Teller, I always thought that when Redmond left, Nathan Teller would be the one that stepped up. Nathan Teller would come into our side. And we bizarrely let both go at the same time. And we brought in a lad called Samuel Dozy, who they said, oh, yeah, he's going to be as good as as Teller. Nowhere near as good as either of them at the time. Really, it'd be good in the future. But at Mm. this moment in time, you, you need people that are Premier League ready. Nathan will give you that.
0: Yeah, You mentioned there the experience. I think that's why he's, he's coming in, to be honest. I think it's a Premier League experience. But that's that's a good asset to have, isn't it, in the building? When you look at our squad, obviously, I don't know how much you know about Burnley, but not a lot of the players have played a lot of Premier League football. I know people will point to Jack Cork, Josh who Connor Roberts played quite a bit as well for us in the season. we went down, obviously, Veghorse as well now. Um, but he's going to come in with Hundreds and hundreds of Premier League experience uh, games, mm. sorry, of Premier League experience. Same with Townsend. That 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 alone is good to bring in the building, isn't it? But but to say you're bringing in someone who's 29, who you said will be a great asset in terms of his actual football as well. Is is it? A, do you think it's a decent signing for Burnett, especially on a free?
1: Oh, on a free, I think it's a brilliant signing. I think it's a great bit of business. Um, I, I think you should be chuffed to bits with it. Um, yeah, the fact that you haven't had to pay any money for him, he comes in with like that experience, and and he'd it, it, be up to speed with the Premier League. You know, to be fair, I think he had a fairly decent season last season in Turkey. I think he got injured, maybe injured his wrist. He had an operation, maybe he had an operation. Can't remember what it. I didn't really follow him that much last year, but I, I know he had an injury at some period last season. But um, he he played a lot of football. You know, you look at his look at the statistics. He was you know a, a regular for the for them. Last season, so um, yeah, he, he's going to come in. He looks a lot stronger. He's bulked out a bit. I don't know if you've noticed. If you looked at some of his earlier videos and pictures of yeah. him when he was when he joined us in 2016, and you look at him now, he's a lot more physical than he than he probably used to be.
0: Yeah, I did notice that because when I was trying to find a picture of him for the thumbnail that obviously I had on screen at the start, uh, and obviously mm. if you've clicked on this on YouTube, you would have said it. Through YouTube, anyway, um, mm. I did notice that he has changed a bit since his Southampton days. He does look a little bit more physical. Maybe it it's does, just a yeah. Shakhtar's training regime, or, or he decided he needed to, to bulk up himself. Um, just going back to something you said earlier, you said he played quite narrow quite a lot, rather than being an, a, a wide, um, mm. a wide midfielder. Played quite narrow in the system. Did he play that like as a number ten? Almost behind the two strikers or was it like, sort of like a, a narrow midfield or, or on the right or the left of the, yeah, of the midfield?
1: Sometimes um to Hassan would like to play like a four treble four treble two. And he'd probably mm. be like you'd have your two strikers, he would play in like almost like a like a pivot in behind the like the, the front two. It'd usually come off the left, to be fair. He'd come off the left, but he'd, he'd link up with War Prowse a lot in midfield. He picked the ball up and he looked to run with it and look to make things happen. He was one of those players that just like he liked to get on the ball, very very confidence driven, like like a lot of footballers. You, you need confidence. Yeah. He had a period of time, sort of out of the side in his last season. He Looked like he lost a bit of confidence. And he really struggled to sort of get himself back up to to where he wanted to be. But he's just a player a bit like Teller. We need consistency and. I put a tweet out today to talk about his memories. So obviously he he was going to come on with you today and just get other fans' thoughts because very mixed down here, like the opinions on him. Yeah, and and the one thing that kind of comes through frustratingly inconsistent. Continue, you know, considering his natural abilities, but a gentleman said to me here, and Kev Hater, and he's right. He's got good balance. He's got good balance. He said he had poor distribution, um, poor decision making at times, and self belief. Did hinder him, and that is true to an extent. Like, I didn't think his distribution was terrible, but I think his self-confidence at periods of time he did he did lose a bit of confidence. Yeah, like it happens with footballers in playing in that role. Though, if you're not scoring goals and you're not finding your passer in the side that's struggling against relegation, it can be very hard to to be confident all the time.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like Chris Wood was kind of like that. He, he was a bit of mm. a confidence player. If, if he didn't score for a while, um, he'd end up not scoring for about six months until one went in, in, off, in mm. off his backside and then then he'd go from there. Um, yeah, d- d- he's obviously coming in, like you mentioned there, the confidence. My initial thought was, well, he's going to be coming in working for Vincent Company. We had a brilliant squad, sort of like Harmony last year. Everyone was confident all the time. Mm. They were buzzing. Obviously, it's going to be a completely different season this season. We're mm. going to start off by getting spanked. Six, seven nil off Man City, yeah. probably, and then then it's already going to be an uphill battle from there. We've got Villa mm. at home after that, then Spurs at home. Do you do you think he, he will sort of like go into his shell a little bit if if we start slowly, or, or, or do you think he'll be he'll he'll relish working under so, under somebody like Vincent Company Because you've already mentioned, obviously, Teller was relishing working at, under Vincent company with burning last year. Mm. Do you think he can have a similar effect on Redmond?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think you'll find that Redmond and Teller would be fairly close I think they get on fairly well um you've seen them on I follow Teller a lot on on Instagram and stuff and they've often been in each other's stories so they obviously get on well and I'm no doubt that Redmond would have had a good chat with Nathan Teller um before making his move but I think to go and play under a manager like um I Vincent company would would be outstanding for him and like you say what he did with with Teller last season what he did with your squad of players was nothing yeah. short of remarkable with it with the turnaround of players that you had at the football club this time a year ago. Your business was done earlier. everybody down here talks about Burnley. is you spoke about a lot down here on the South coast and the way that you did business last summer and and the way you went about your business and 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 how quickly things were done and like what he you know what he achieved by doing what he had to do in that summer and somebody said there was a turnaround about twenty one players i don't know how correct that is. But you yeah. should go and play under a manager like Vincent Company, Who wouldn't, you know, free agent go under him. He's going places as a manager, isn't he?
0: Yeah, honestly, I really think he is. I spoke to a Swiss football expert yesterday and asked him about Vincent Kompany. I said, I genuinely believe he's going to win titles as a manager and mm-hmm. potentially even manage Belgium at a World Cup, you know, the highest accolades that you can do as a manager. Um, mm-hmm. I also always like to, to, you mentioned there, so it's a nice bridge into an next pick. I always do like to ask opposition fans their thoughts on Burnley. You've kind of given your thoughts already there mm-hmm. a little bit, but let's go into it a little bit deeper, of course, last season, lost Daesh, played in a certain way for so long, completely ripped. Mm-hmm the heart out of the squad as well T- Tarkovsky leaving Ben Mee um, Ashley Westwood left as well um, Nick Pope and then we had to bring it I, th- I, th- I think we lost 16 players in the summer it was around it was a high mark so obviously then we've had mm. to, to bring Vincent Company in bring all these unknown players in at the time Anna Sorori Manuel Benson you know players I'd never heard of I'll be honest with you but mm. they've ended up tearing the championship up what, what's your thoughts on, on how Burnley's transformed as a club in the last 18 months
1: I think they're a role model for anybody that's just got relegated from the Premier League, how to go about things. I think Southampton would love to do a Burnley next season. I don't think for one minute that we will. But you look at what they what they did last summer, like I touched on it a second ago, like the, the transfer business they did and the players they had to lose. Yeah. Lights and Nick Pope, who's an outstanding goalkeeper. You look at what he did at Newcastle last season. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the division, if not the best goalkeeper in the division. He was an incredible goalkeeper. Ted Burnley has something about goalkeepers, don't they? You've had some great goalkeepers go through that football yeah. club. You look back at Tom Heaton, I know, and you know, Paul Robinson was there for a period of period of time at, around that time as well. And, you know, um Joe Hart's been through there. You've had you seem to have brilliant goalkeepers. And I think that's the one big thing for the Premier League when I look at it um sort of from our side. Last season we had a very young goalkeeper come in from League One in
0: yeah.
1: uh, Gavin Bazunu, who really, really struggled. So I think goalkeeper, the goalkeeping department is absolutely vital for you guys this year. Um, see how the how the window unfolds. But Jay Rodriguez, he's, he's still with you.
0: Yeah, he is. He's still with us. Obviously, got got good connections down there. Um, quite highly thought of down there, Jay. I believe, yeah. Yeah,
1: Burnley's well thought of as a club down here, and that and we really liked um, Jay Rodriguez. Obviously, like Jack Cork was down here as well for for a good Course, period of yeah. time. Great midfielder. Um, real reminds me of Ward Prowse, but without the free kick, you know, he just, he just do all the simple things really, really well, keep the ball moving, very rarely give the ball yeah. away, very good stats. People like him are good players. I think, I think you'll surprise yourselves next season. Like you, you said a minute ago, you go to City early on. I remember when we come back to the Premier League from the Championship, Um, when we got promoted back to the Premier League last time round, and and we, our first game was at City and as fans, we all looked at the oh no, we're going to get absolutely obliterated here. And we were running really close that day. I think we lost 3 2. Ricky Lambert came off the bench and scored there. And it was just one of those days, you know, we we we, we fared a lot better. I think stand is a step up. You've got the right man at the helm. You started pre season early. That's one thing I did notice. Yeah, very so early. They're going to be ready. They're gonna yeah, be they're going to be
0: ready. We're just hoping there's no burnout towards like the end of January. But obviously, it, it was a weird situation with pre-season. They brought them in for a couple of weeks, then they let them go again. And then mm. they brought them all back again. Uh, and they went to Portugal as a squad as well. But yeah, just going back to goalkeepers there, even even from the days when I was younger. Like I, I, I'm 35 now. Um, so a lot of people who listen to the podcast regularly will be aware of that. But obviously, the first goalkeeper I remember at Burnley where a, a lad called Chris Pierce and he used to be a chant with like PC gives a dance and then he'd do a little mm. dancing net went, went ball at the other side at pitch and then Marlon Beresford Nicole McCoppler so no I'm just they could just be saying anything to you um but mm. yeah we've always been I like, had a good connection with goalkeepers um so hopefully yeah. it's the same uh, and even last year with Murich, like he started off poorly and had a bit of stick but I think mm. in the end the fans warm to him I don't know what it is about burning goalkeepers it, there's always seems to be a connection with goalkeepers hopefully uh, James Trafford um is the same if of course James Craft is gonna be a starter. I think he will be. Mm. Um yeah. but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's highly um, highly thought of. Yeah, yeah. It's good good to hear that. I know he's highly thought of at West Brom as well. Uh, is yeah, Jay. Mm. So it's good to know. Uh, but you had you had short hair, Jay, didn't you? Back in the day, you know, before he grew yeah. his hair. Yeah. N- yeah. n- now we've all got long hair, Jay. Um but he played yeah, he in the side for us under Maurizio Pochettino, who brought the yeah, best out right. of Jay yeah.
1: Rodriguez. He was in a phenomenal side, actually. When you look back at the side that he played in, like he got a nasty injury, didn't he, and, 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 yeah. and he nearly finished his career. But he was playing with with, with Ricky Lambert, Adam Nalana, Morgan Snydlin, um, Victor Wanyama in midfield. They had a really good combination. Those players, he was really important for a period of time for us. I remember a goal he scored at Fulham. Again, he's got good experience in the Premier League. He'd be a leader, wasn't he, in the dressing room, you would think. Yeah. Uh, He's, yeah, he's one I, of them. I don't. I, like I don't him. think
0: he'll be playing much. I don't think he'll be playing much. But and he's Burnley lad as well. So I know mm. last season, my worry last season when we were playing Blackburn, obviously we had a lot of foreign lads, a lot of new lads, a lot of young lads. Mm. I'm like, some of these aren't going to know how much this means to us. But I was mm. kind of happy that Jay was there, knowing that he'd be relaying the message. And Barnsley as well. I know he's not a Burnley lad. He's Barnsley, mm. but I know, I know Barnsley would have known how much it meant. Uh, but yeah, it's brilliantly good to have one in the dressing. I don't think he'll play much too much this year. If I'm honest, I think he'll probably be third or fourth in the pecking order down the Strikers. Um, but yeah, we love him at Burnley. We love him here at Turfcast. Mm. Um, absolute legend. And obviously, City is a Burnley lad as well. It's always good yeah. to see someone from your hometown do well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just going back to Nathan Redman. I know, we, I know we've done quite a lot on it. We'll just round it off uh, nicely um, with my final question on Nathan Redman. I mentioned, we've mentioned some comments being over the hill. We've mentioned his age, even though he's not actually that old. People just think he is. I wish mm. I were 29. Still, yeah, put me it that too, way. Me and too. built like a brick shithouse, like yeah. he seems to be. You know? yeah. Um can he? Can he still do it in the prem? Like, do you think he'll do it? I know you mentioned there he might have to. He'll, he'll acclimatise to the pace of the Premier League, but mm. do you think that'll take a few months, a few weeks, or do you think he'll be able to hit the ground running?
1: I think he'd better hit the ground running for you. I really do. Um, he played a lot of games for us in the Premier League over the six years he was here. played played a lot of games. I think he'd be more. He's only been out been out of the Premier League for a year, so he's only been away for a year. He looks after himself. I think he's somebody that, that that works really hard off the field. So I'd expect him to, to, to go in the Burnley side and give you somebody in the dressing room that will be a good egg. I don't think he's a bad egg. I think he's a good egg, a good human to have yeah. around. And I don't think there's any doubt that he, um, he'd be an asset for your football club without any question.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on, mate. I know I, I only messaged, similar to the to the um the the Swiss football expert yesterday. I only yeah. messaged you today about it. You fan- yeah. thankfully you managed to come on. Um so I nice always appreciate pleasure. it when people give up the time um and a great guest as well like really good equipment nice background my background's a bit shit at the minute if i'm being honest we'll get it sorted guys at least the sound is a lot better now uh let me know in the comments below if the sound is better because i did see the comment yesterday about the sound not being great i was using the microphone in the airpods i don't think the kitchen Mm. helps as well it's a bit echoey um but hopefully we'll get back in the studio soon or bit of an exclusive here on turfcast we might have a new studio coming up at some point over the next few months but fingers crossed but anyway thank you very much martin for coming on it's been a pleasure i always like to give people the chance to plug their socials and and stuff so where can people find you and, and watch and listen to what you do
1: yeah, so the majority of my, my, my work is on, on Twitter. I'm, I'm regularly, I'm just a Southampton fan. I love talking about football. I love talking about transfer, transfer news, at footballmartin underscore. Same again on, on Instagram as well. I'm just on a TikTok as well, randomly, because everybody needs to have a TikTok account. So, yeah, yeah. and I'm on the, the Southampton Way podcast. Um, we, we, we'll be back very shortly. We're going to do a transfer roundup in the next couple of days, actually, and just go over the summer outgoings and incomings, Um Things are slow down here at the moment. Things are not moving as quick as our fans would quite like them to be.
0: No, yeah. Well, hopefully we can talk about another outgoing soon when Nathan Teller comes to Turf Moore, Uh Fingers crossed. That'll give you some but, content, yeah. at least. I'm thinking of you, <laughs> yeah. mate. I'm thinking of you. Yeah, I'll be gutted <laughs> if he goes. Absolutely gutted. <laughs> No, I understand that. But Martin, like I've said already, thank you very much for coming on. It's been you're a welcome. Thank you, everybody, for watching. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, I thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, hopefully there's a few more of these coming up soon. But thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And I will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.